For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. ED. Oh. Pina colada time. Pina colada time. Pina colada time. Yeah, buddy. You and that Similac. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Tastes so good after a win. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Big Niners win out in the shy, so that means for the first time in a long time, we get to hand out some game balls, we'll break down the win over the Bears, uh, maybe talk a little free ag- free agency as well, I guess we can call it free agency, right? We'll talk a little bit about that as well, some some movement in the division, uh, but first want to encourage and remind you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast, if there is a like button or a follow button, on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. And feel free to get involved in the show anytime, always, on social media. I'm at R. Haylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's four times. Now, as always, we're presented by the fine folks at Bet Online. And uh, head on over to the new updated desktop. Uh, or mobile website to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Join us using the promo code BELIEVE50. That's BELIEVE, you know how to spell it by now, folks. B-L-E-A-V-550 to receive your bonus. They got basketball, they got hockey, you know, they got football, uh, you know, American football, obviously, the one that, that we like, the one that we watch. Uh, whatever you got going on. Um, baseball as well, they got it all for you. Just go on, head on, head on over to Bet Online, and they will take care of all of your needs. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, big win, ED. Game yeah. balls. Yeah. Time to hand out some game balls. Uh, well, the fact we, that you actually looked at the people when you were doing that read right there. Kind of. You know, I kind of remembered our conversation from last yeah. week. So I kind of, you know, I did like a little bit of both, you know, like that's, that's okay. You know, okay. I, you know, kind of you know, acknowledge I, their existence. I mean, you don't always yeah. stare into someone's eyes, you know, the complete time that you're talking to them. Yeah. So it's okay. Very true. Just acknowledge their existence that, you know, that they're subscribing and they're checking us out. Very true. Very true. Hey, people, I, I see you. There I see is. you. There now, now, game balls. Game balls. Uh, I give you the honors. Elijah Mitchell. Hmm. He gets the ball. Um, because of the, I think they need to just ride the kid and see if he can be that guy. So now it's going to be a question of him staying healthy, but every time he gets his opportunities, he's producing. And you know what I'd say? Hey, you catch the ones that come to you. You catch two, they'll throw you three. You catch three, they'll probably throw you six. He's taking advantage of his opportunities and he's showing up. So we know the importance of the run game in this offense. He's doing it. I got to give that to him. And then the other aspect. You know, it's always that, you know, when we lose, we say, what did you learn? Um, but I, I got to give a game ball out. This is the first time, I think this season, that Kyle pencil whipped somebody. 
<laughs> went in at the half. They were playing like an ugly football team, and we'll get into this. They were playing like a bad football team that first half against a bad football team. They went in at the half. Adjustments were made. They came out, and those adjustments showed up in the execution, and they looked like a better football team in the second half. So um, whatever the coaching staff did in there, starts with the head coach. I got to give him credit for coming out and pencil whipping the guys across the field for him. Nice, nice. Uh I, w- I want to get into that. We're going to get into that. For me, yeah. uh, this one game ball, for me, I'm giving it to 10. Uh, homecoming for him. Uh, he had what appeared to me to be prob- probably his best game of the season. Um, he-, he-, he definitely looked good. Even in the first half when the team didn't look that great, I thought 10 still uh, looked pretty good. And so I think he put it together for four quarters. Team put it together for four quarters. Hey, who – who, like who, who says you can't design a run for 10, huh? I mean, it, it, and and the ability to, to improvise as well. One of those touchdowns was, I uh, don't think that was supposed to be a design run, but he was able to take it in anyway. Went back home, homecoming, defeated the Bears in the shot. It looked like a fun atmosphere. Bunch of faithful there uh, at historic Soldier Field. That's a game that I probably would have would have liked to have gone to. But uh, I've never played in Soldier Field. I've never been to Soldier Field. Really? Never been to Soldier Field. That is amazing. I've been to every other stadium out there. I've never been to Soldier Field. Never played a game there. Never been to that stadium. Wait, so did that you ever, kind of weird. Yeah. Did you play at Illinois? Uh, yes. The one time that I, I – every time I played Chicago, it was in Candlestick or it was in um, – it was wherever I was playing, except for when I was with Detroit. Of course, you had the home and home there, and that was the season that they were playing in Illinois. That's yeah. Wow. That's yeah, never, that's crazy. Never, never been to Soldier Field. Interesting. Um, all right, so let's get into this whole pencil whipping yep. thing. Uh what do you what do you, what do you, what do you got there? I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking more on the defensive side of the ball, but I think there there's there's some some notes, some things to point out offensively as well. I mean, um yeah, offensively, look at what they did. How how the first half they couldn't get anything going, they couldn't finish drives, and the second half they came out. Um, there was much better execution really started at the end of the first half going into halftime, you saw much better execution and that continued throughout. So that fire that was lit that was lit under them. And, you know, you go into halftime and you say, this is, this is what we need to do to be successful. Maybe you just figured it out in that last two minute drive, but whatever it was, that offense came out and they looked like a different unit defensively it wasn't as shocking to me because I've seen them do that I've, I've seen D'Amico Ryan make adjustments all year long he's been doing a very good job he's extremely underrated in the job that he's doing um which is you know ridiculous I mean Robert Sala got all kind of credit um for doing the exact same thing D'Amico is doing a great job um and and he's doing it with the same smoke and mirrors that that Sala had to do it with sometimes the guys go down uh, but offensively, it was shocking. We've seen them not figure it out. Not, not you know, in half adjustments, not halftime adjustments. I haven't seen them figure it out. Made the adjustments. That right there to me was key in this game. It was obvious. Yeah, I look at some of those early woes in terms of not being able to complete drives. 
and, and some of that's on the receivers. Like, you got to help your quarterback out, right? I know Sanu had a drop on third down. He's right mm-hmm. there at the sticks. That would have been the first down. Uh, Debo had a couple big drops that would have extended drives, right? And and especially on that first drive, right? You you have some opportunities there to extend the drive. You can't do it. Then you end up with, you know, this you know 48-yard field goal. The kicker misses it, right? Like, all those things sort of add up. And then, you know, it, it leads to a missed opportunity there to even get three, right? And and then there, were other, there was another opportunity. You have to settle for another 48-yarder. You got to settle for a 52-yarder um that 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 slide ended up making but um you you got I mean you got to help out your quarterback in, in those situations right you got to you got in your words you got to execute right you got to make and I don't think that those were I don't I don't think those were egregious throws by any means by uh by Jimmy I think the ball was there guys just got to come up with it um and so uh that 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 was interesting uh, Elijah Mitchell I'm with you right like I've been I've, I've been I've been saying this for, you know, a couple of weeks now, and especially him coming back from the injury, like things just seem to flow a little bit better when when he's in there. Um, I love the kid. I, I'm, I'm loving what he's bringing to the table. Uh, he seems like a, a, a great late round gem. And I mean, even going back to the draft, like you and I talked about this, like I love the pick. Like I know a lot of people were talking about Trey Sermon, but I looked at, at Mitchell was like, okay, here's a guy who fits. Mm. He seems like he fits this offense. And sure enough, um, so far it's been true. Uh, and But I want to go back to Jimmy. Um, okay. If, if you – couple things here. If you look at Jimmy, um, and this was all Jimmy, right? No Trey in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Jimmy, right? And, and you, you mentioned something earlier this season. Like, is he going to play – what, what, what is it? What, I don't want to misquote you. You said, is he going to play ba- kind of in spite oh, of? I said, I said, yeah, are you going to play in spite? Or are, are you going to go in and are you going to feel sorry for yourself or are you going to do it in spite of the coach? Because sometimes you have to do things in spite of the coach when you yes. know he's wrong. And that looked like one of those in spite of performances for me. I don't know that I've seen that so far from him this season, but it certainly looked like that. And like, I don't know if going home had anything to do with it. You know, he's got, he had hundreds of people there and, you know, rooting them on and cheering them on, you know, probably, you know, grew up a Bears fan, this, that, or the other, playing at Soldier Field, what have you. Maybe all those things, you know, are are in play, but it certainly looked like an in spite of performance uh, from Jimmy. And, and he looked... He, he played well. He did. You, I got to give uh-huh. tennis props. Yeah. Well, you see that's lots unpacked there. I know. That's, right? that's, well, no, that's interesting that when you say that he did that in spite of. See, that's just normal Jimmy to me. That's normal Jimmy when the game plan is set around what he can do. That's normal Jimmy. I've seen Jimmy do that too many times. Um, I mean, there wasn't one throw that he made in this game that I hadn't seen him make before. Wasn't one read that I see to make that he hadn't made before. The movement in the pocket, everything he did, he's done it before. I, I just think you have to script the game accordingly to utilize what he does. That's been the issue. You, you know, I've, I've been saying the entire time, just pick a guy and develop a plan. Jim, you know, that that's, that's my thing. And I'm like, if you're going to go back and forth, then you may as well go to the youngster. If you're going to play Jimmy, that's how you play him. The second half of that game, that's how you play him. Last drive, first half, the rest of the second half, really this game period. Like you said, there were some drops there that affected some things, but that's how you play Jimmy. That's how you utilize Jimmy. I don't, you know, when you say he played his best game and he played in spite of, 
How often has he had an opportunity to play like that this year? That's something to think about. Offensive line played well. He was protected. When Jimmy's protected, we know that's who he is. When he's protected, that's what he does. Now, I know a lot of people will sit there and say, well, you know what? You got to be able to run around and scramble and do all these things. No. The offensive linemen have to block. That's the job. That's that's a good point. And I was was, – it, it's funny, I, we, we, I was out at the Charger game on Sunday, Chargers and the Patriots, and listening to the Chargers head coach after the game, Chargers end up taking that L there, and Staley saying, he said something to me, I'm, I'm you know, I'm in Charger mode, but it, it was like, whoa, he's talking about Jimmy. <laughs> and <laughs> and it was it, it was like a light bulb moment, right? Like, um, but, but he said, in, just in terms of the quarterback play, right? Because his quarterback didn't play particularly well. Herbert had one of the worst games of his, his young mm-hmm. career so far. But he said, you cannot, and we, this is something that you and I talked about. He said, you cannot just drop straight back in this league and expect your quarterback to have success because defensive linemen are, are too good. Um, defenses yep. are too good. You got to be able to mix some things up. You got to be able to move around. You got to be able to change things up. And that immediately made me think about Jimmy and how we were talking about, you know, getting him out on some of those rollouts and things of that nature. And and we didn't see as much of that on, on this past Sunday, but um, it, it really it, it made it made it it was a light bulb moment, so to speak. Like it really it really made me think about that in, in a sense that. Um, you know, the stuff that was going on previously, like it was not working, right? And it wasn't necessarily putting Jimmy in, in, in situations to be um, successful. But to your point, you know, we didn't see as many of the rollouts, things of that nature, because the offensive line was holding up, right? Like they, yeah. were, they were giving him all the protection in the world. So, you know, there was really no need to sort of mix in some some of those other things. And Jimmy took advantage of it. Yeah. Well, now you, you can do drop back uh, passing in this league as long as your quarterback can move. Now, that's the thing about moving in the pocket. You have to be able to slide. You have to be able to move around within the pocket. Tom Brady's done it for 20 years. Jimmy has done it successfully. He's done it successfully this game. You see guys that do it. Peyton Manning did it. He couldn't run. Uh, he, he did it. Um, but that, that's the thing about it. It's, it's moving within that, that pocket. Drew Brees always did. And how you can slide around and do certain things within there um, just to change the, the launch point for the quarterback. Because you're right. If you just line up and say, okay, I'm going to drop back and I'm going to be eight yards deep behind this center between this guard box right here, this center guard box, I'm going to be back there. They're going to eat you up. Guys are just too big, too fast, too strong. So you have to move things around. Or in, in the dropbacks, when you do that, then the quarterback has to be able to move around, understanding that he only has so much time because guys are coming. Or play design has to be to get the ball out of the quarterback hand, out of the quarterback's hand quickly, like Green Bay. You can't get to Aaron. You don't. Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hit a lot because the ball's gone. <laughs> you know that's that's the issue. He gets it and he gets rid of it, and you know in less than two seconds. So if you're doing that, then fine. You don't have to roll the quarterback and run him around. Um, you just can't be predictable with your play selection. And I think that was more so the thing. Move. You know the first few games, and when they had these ugly games and this in that four. Uh, game losing streak man you know I, I think it was more so um just predictable offense and when I know what you're doing defenders are too good if I know what's happening that's you're you're gonna get it and and that's the thing it, you know and it, someone tweeted like the interception which you and I both said was a that was a good defensive play um against Indy that that pick the one that, on that, the come on the stick on the comeback yeah yeah on, on the stick on, on the little stop route on Debo over there 
Um, and someone tweeted me talking about that and saying I'm making excuses. And I was like, well, first of all, you obviously don't know me well enough because I'm not going to make excuses for any of them. I didn't even make excuses for myself when I played. So I know I'm not going to make them for the, the guys playing now. That's number one. But I, but I try to point out to him, and this is his thing. He's like, and he's just a bad quarterback because everyone's talking about Muhammad Sanu running wide open in that one. And I'm like, guys, you got to understand, no, that offense, that play is designed. It was designed three by one, three by one. And, and I try to tell him, I said, if, if it was Joe Montana, if it was Steve Young, if it was, if it was um, John Elway, if it, if it was Warren Moon, if it, Brett Favre, you name the quarterback, Troy Eggman, if it's, if it's, if it's um, Patrick Mahomes, when, the, when these guys that are running in the West Coast offense, they line up, they are top three by one. You see that safety sitting in the middle. You got one-on-one. I got my best receiver out there. I got my best receiver one-on-one. I believe that I can make, he can make that play, throw him the ball. So that's, that's a predictable set for a DB and the guy made the play. So that, that takes me to a tweet. We got a tweet this week, right? From uh, iHustler at iHustler one. And he said, love the pod, long time listener. But you and Eric Davis bugging, saying everything is Kyle's fault because he calls the plays. Are you telling me a head coach tells his quarterback, throw it there no matter what the defense does on this play? Or should he still play QB and use his eyes? I, I think that's kind of along the same lines, right? That, that's so. So what I'm so does a quarterback, does a Q, does the play caller tell the quarterback where to throw the ball? Yes, he does. He says, this is read number one, then here's two, here's three. Sometimes here's your fourth read, depending on your line, your guys, the, the personnel in the game. So yes, he is told where to throw the ball. So he's going to line up, and that's what I was trying to say in that. I'm not making an excuse for him. Yes, the court, he is taught if you line up in this set and you see one-on-one coverage, throw it there. You saw Kyler Murray laughing in the game in the middle of a play uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago, where he looks over and he sees Hop in one-on-one coverage, because he's like, "Okay, I'm like, I can't even believe y'all did that in the middle of it." Because like, you're gonna sit here and put this guy on my guy one-on-one. I'm throwing the ball, no matter what. Because th- that's that's what you're looking for. So yes, he is lining up looking for certain things, just like defensive players. You're lining up looking for certain tells. I'm looking for certain formations and certain formations or a guy lines up a certain spot, you know, whether, whether he's on the numbers, like right on the edge, two yards outside, what does he do from those positions? Everybody's looking from that, looking for that. Now the reading comes in when, okay, you don't have one-on-one. So now you got to go through your progression or in the, you snap the ball and things change. Cause like I say, X's and O's don't move on paper. If the X's and O's start moving on the field, now you make an adjustment. But if I stand up pre-snap, I see man-to-man coverage. I snap the ball, I see man-to-man coverage. He's taught to throw it there. Yes. Yes. So so I, whoever's – that's what I'm trying to say. Everybody takes some of the blame. The receiver for, for not running the DB off, the quarterback on the throw, um, the coach on the call being predictable. Everybody's at blame on that one and that's what i said so all i'm just trying to say everyone stops saying when they're like jimmy sucks for doing that like no 
No, there are a lot. There's a lot more involved in it. And on top of that, it was a hell of a defensive play. So it was a great play. That's the answer. Yeah. That, that's the answer it, was to that a, question. it was a really, really, really good play. Hustler one or two or three or something like that. <laughs> I hustler one, man. Come on, I hustler. <laughs> I hustler one. Okay. Put some, put, put some respect on his name, ED. I'm just saying, I, I couldn't remember, man. I couldn't remember. I just know something about hustler. <laughs> Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. <laughs> This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So when you – let's go back to the plan now, right? So do do you believe that – they're starting to implement the plan or a plan is starting to come together or was it was this just sort of one game and, and we need a much more larger sample size? I don't know. I need more. I, I wasn't even one game. It was one half. That was some really bad football. The first half it was bad football against a bad team that had me worried. And I told you before, I mean, every other, when they play, when they played the other bad teams, when they, when they played Seattle the first time, I was like, oh, they're going to beat Seattle. That's a bad team. You heard me say it on, on the pod. I was like, that's a bad team. Then when they played Indy, I was like, it's a bad team. And this time I was like, it's a bad team, but I'm worried because they're playing like a bad team right now. <laughs> so I've seen it for a half. I've seen it for a half. Now, we'll get, we'll get off into this game, um, you know, later in the week coming up. But I do need to see more. Footballs are not okay. You had a good half. This game is not about being good. It's about being consistent. Consistent, yeah. Can so, you, can you do it again? Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you, right? Like, we. I need a much larger sample size as well. However, <laughs> no, I feel like there's like a, a role reversal here. I I didn't. I didn't feel as badly about that first half as it seems like you do. Like. Obviously, there were some execution issues there on the offensive end. Um, but on the defensive side of the ball, look, I, I got to give just, Justin Fields his credit. I mean, he he looked good. And, and it was one of those things where a lot of it, I mean, he made the throw. He made some good throws on third down. He, he was able to push the ball down, fit a little bit. He, he made some throws when he needed to. But it was the run game, right? You had the rookie back from Virginia Tech that was just gashing him early. And then it was Fields improvising. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of hard to, uh, to, to account for that. And, you know, he continued to do that a little bit more in the second half as well. I think one adjustment that was made was, uh, the rookie really didn't get off the, the tailback. That is Herbert didn't really get off uh, in the second half. Like he had been doing in that first half. So I, I thought that was a huge game changer, but I mean, Justin Fields had, you know, 200 some plus yards, you know, by himself, both throwing and running the ball. So, I mean, he, he showed a skill set that looked like he could be a problem. Right. And, and he said it earlier in the week, I'm, I'm sure you probably wanted to attach a, in, a, a dub to the end of that, but he said it earlier in the week. He feels like the offense may be starting to find its groove, and and it looked like he certainly had, had found a little bit of a groove there in that first half, and and and, they, and that's why they went to the intermission with the lead at halftime. Chicago's hot garbage, <laughs> and that, and you sh- and I'm sorry, that, that's hot garbage. <laughs> and the 49ers played down to their level the first half. They have a better roster. Well, can you give the kid his props they're, though? They're Did he look good? Coach. Now look, they are. They have a better roster. They are a better coach team. Um, they have guys that have been playing there within that system longer. They should 
not have remotely been been in a dogfight with them like that earlier. The defense has played better ball against better competition, and they were playing down to their level. That's why this isn't a good football team yet, uh, because good football teams don't play according to their competition. You have a standard. You play to that standard. If, if the other team can play up to your level to that standard, hey, it's, it's going to be a tough day, but I'm, I'm going to beat you. I'll still kick your tail. If you don't play to my standard, if you're not capable of playing to my standard, I'm going to destroy you. So the way, that, the way the Niners look the second half, that's how that first half should have gone. The, the, the Chicago's horrible. Horrible. So I, I, so I don't find solace in the fact that, hey, you know what? They played well. There were some things here, some things there. That's the problem with being you, – you can't have the drops, the drive enders, if you were a good team. Hold on to the ball, Sanu. Debo, all the great things you do, he still drops too many balls. You can't have those if you're going to be a great team. you got to be a great team to win a championship. Good, good's not going to get it done. So part of that is that – you can't play down to the I mean, you you can't do that. Is it is it you, possible the drags of the league can't you can't you cannot play at the level of the drags of the league? Is is it okay? You said the Niners play down. Is it possible Fields lifted up his level of play? Did you see the second half of the game? I saw the second half of the game. It wasn't remotely the same level of play out of those two teams. Fields didn't stop playing. He made some plays, though. Well, he, he made some plays, but look at the level of play of the two teams. I'm not saying he's not going to make play plays. Remember, everybody out there is a professional. Every player on the field in an NFL game is capable of making plays. So that's going to happen. But I'm just talking about the overall sense and feel, feel of the game when you're out there. Those seem like two completely levels that those teams were on in the second half as opposed to the first half. I, Chicago was actually better in the first half. Chicago was better in, in the first half, but I mean and that's that is a problem. But you're you're looking at a a tied game in the fourth quarter had the kicker not missed the extra point for Chicago. And and, and you were tied with a bad team. In a dogfight with a bad team. That's my point. You, you, are, you are helping me out. Thank you. Thank you for capitalizing that and putting it in bold print. That's at my exact point. You're in, if you're in the fourth quarter in a tie game with a bad team. That shouldn't even be the case if you're a good football team. That, that's my issue. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is, is Tampa struggling with that team at that time? I mean, you, you started looking at this team. I don't think Green Bay is struggling with that team. You know, we can start, we can start going through and, and you look at team, good teams and how they are. They're not struggling with, with um, these guys, even if they're making plays. I don't think a, a healthy Cardinals team is struggling with Chicago at this point in the season if those two teams play. Because those are just better football teams right now. That's my point. That, that, uh, that's a fair point. I mean, Niners Niners ended up outscoring them twenty four nine in the second half. So obviously they they yeah. did they did turn something. Well, they definitely look yeah they look like a different team than than in the first half. I think my 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 point is more just 
don't know. I was just I was you impressed. You were oh, impressed. You I were was impressed. impressed in parts by by Justin. This is this is really just a Justin Fields oh, conversation. Oh, no, well, as far as just like I said, Justin made some plays and Justin is growing. He's he's getting out there. He's growing and he's got to get better. Justin is going through the same thing that we're going to see um, Trey Lance go through next year. We hope. Yeah, but when he gets out there, it's not we hope he's going to be on the field next year. He's got to be on the field next year. I'm just talking about at that level. Um, at that level, well, you know, hopefully the time off that's that's part of it. You know, just sit. I mean, because I mean, I'm a whole. I mean, this is a whole. But he's going to have to learn. He's going to have. He's it's baptism through fire. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a whole different conversation. But obviously, you know, pre-draft, I was all on the Justin Fields. Yes, yeah, so I think, and I, I actually thought Justin Fields was the second best guy. When you know, back at that time, we were talking about it. I had him number two. Um, uh, the kid, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was number. They had he had always been number one. Fields had always been number two, and they performed that same way when they were in college. And then I think I had, um, I think I had Matt Jones three, and then. Um, because, you know, I told you, he already played pro ball at Alabama. That's a pro football team. And I knew he'd be able to handle the situation. Now, I knew that. It, it, and it's it's panning out to be so. And then I had um I had Trey Four. I had the, the one that went to Washington. He was he was the fourth best. He was the last one on the list for me. Oh. Uh, Wilson. Salah's yeah. Salas guy? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't in love with Wilson like everybody else was, but. I was a little, I was a little infatuated with him. Not gonna yes, lie. you were. Yes, you were. Um, I got, I had Trey actually in front of him. I did. I, I'm pretty sure I probably had him in front of Trey. But you did. I, uh, yeah, I, I saw Max Sunday. He, in at spot in spots, he looked good. In other spots, not so much. But I mean, look, I mean, he came on the road and won a game. So he's a rookie learning. Yeah. yeah. The rookie yeah. learning, and he's—I mean—and he's winning, winning football games. Yeah. They were five hundred now, right? I believe so, but I know they picked up a big win over the uh, over the Chargers the other well, day. The Chargers, yeah, um, huge win. I mean, you beating good football teams. Yeah, but I mean, I just remember thinking, watching that game, like I take back every bad thing I ever said about right because we—I mean, I was hammering right. Well, not necessarily. I wasn't hammering Mac. It was more so like, don't trade up to that spot to get that guy when he's probably going to be there. At you know eight or wherever the heck they were, um, you know prior and to moving know, up. And you know my theory on quarterbacks: you, if you don't have one, you get fired. Um, yeah. If and you're you like, if you feel one, like he's the guy, you you, you miss you, on one, you fire. And if and if he's your guy, you get him. There's no price, right? You and, get him if he's your guy. I mean, that's that's in a draft. I mean, you know, especially what it cost them. You, you know, me two two ones. I, I told you nobody's worth three. Nobody. Yeah. I, no, nobody. I, I'm just sorry. You know, nobody's worth that much. That's that's a bad deal for a team. Um, but two ones for a quarterback. That's not even that's easy for me. And I, I didn't you know, I told you then I didn't care which one it was. But right now we're talking about Jimmy and Trey. These are the guys. They just want a game. Jimmy won a game. That's good. Good timing, because now you go back in. And again, we'll get into that later on this week. We'll get into the Cardinals game. That's coming up, and you get them without their quarterback. So here, here's – I mean, we can talk about this later on, but I guess quick answer from you. We talked about it after the Eagles game, right? We didn't see Trey at all. Mm-hmm. We didn't see Trey Sunday. Back during that – at that time, you said we're going to see Trey. Do you still feel like we're going to see Trey? Um, I still feel like it's not out of um, 
Shani's um, system. I feel like it's not out of his system yet. So until he tells me, but he keeps telling me that he's going to play him, which makes me believe that he's still thinking about finding ways to get him on the field. You know, I just listen to him. If he tells me that, okay, I'm all locked in on Jimmy and this is our offense and this is the best route moving forward, then I'm going to be like, okay, here we go. Let's see what happens. Um, uh, so until I see that, if he keeps sprinkling him in, he may as well sprinkle him in because you're going the, to get sporadic play. I think the bigger question is, will we see Shanahan without the hat next week? Because he didn't have the hat in Chicago. And you know how coaches are, super superstitious, right? So he may go without the hat once again because without the hat led to a win. So I, I don't know. I think that's a bigger question. But we shall see. Uh, Rams making some moves, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. now you now you got Von Miller in in the division. So now, but let me a- say this, and then you, I'm going to say this really quickly. Didn't I tell you salary cap means nothing when you don't want it to mean a thing? Keep going. Well, I mean, Denver's paying all this salary. Uh, but I'm just I'm just, just but no, I I agree. Denver's paying his salary to a point because they're not going to pay his salary forever. No. Well, I, mean, I think this is it. I think this is last year, right? I think yeah. this is a walk. So, so, uh, so let, let's see. Let's see what happens and how you do things. So, before we get to that, um, Deshaun Jackson may be on the market. Mm-hmm. Is that a? Is, do you look at him if you're John? If you're Kyle, he can still run. I think you have to look at him because he can run. We saw that this year. He can still run. But you go back to the same issues that you had before. What, like you remember when they, when when Rugs was coming out, like it makes no sense to draft a guy to, that runs a four two if you can't throw the ball sixty yards down the field. I mean Tyreek Hill is a weapon because Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball that far. Uh, if you can't if you can't throw the ball that far, it doesn't matter. I'm not sure that Jimmy can throw the ball that far. I don't think he can. Not not on time, not consistently, and do so. It, so do does it. You know, does it really behoove you to go out and get a guy that that's a burner like that when he's going to be waiting for the ball all the time? It negates the speed. It negates, you know, you know, because you you see Tyreek Hill getting balls, and that's the perfect example because you see him catching balls behind defenses, but he's still accelerating, going to get the ball. He's not waiting for it. I don't know if Jimmy can make that throw, and that's the type, that's the type player that Sean Jackson is. Yeah, I, there's something to that. I also believe that. There may be some of that in BA's game that we have not seen yet either, uh, as a result of what you just said. Yeah, BA's so. not as fast as he's not as fast as Deshaun. He's not as fast as Deshaun, but I think he can get over the top of a defense, though. Yeah, he can go to the top of the defense. Anybody can get over the top of a, of a defense. Any, anyone. If, if you set a guy up, if you're a good route runner, Chris, Chris Carter couldn't run. I mean, he wasn't fast. Um, Keyshawn Johnson wasn't fast. Um, hell, for that matter, Jerry Rice wasn't fast. But it's just about setting a guy up and, and making everything look at him. I mean, Jerry Rice was not going to line up and run a 40 and outrun anybody that was playing defensive back. He outran most when the ball was in the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Cardinals coming up for the second time this season. Niners have yet to play the Rams, but we just talked about how they just got better on that defensive line. Uh, how, how, does, how, does that, how does that shift the division? The acquisition of Von Miller for for the Rams. 
Um, it hasn't shifted anything. If, if you look out, this division right now is top heavy, and that's with the Cardinals and the Rams, the way they are playing right now. We've played enough games now where you know what teams are. The Cardinals and Rams are good football teams. Now we're going to see how good a football team the Cardinals are because they it, 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 football players get hurt. Your quarterback's hurt. Um, your number one receiver is hurt. So how good are you? Um, with building out that roster where the other guys can come in and make plays and, and how do the other guys elevate? Because you're, you know, you go from, you go from Kyler Murray to Colt McCoy. That's a drop off. That's, that's a drop off. I, I mean, that's, that's, that's a drop off. Colt, Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy is not a good quarterback. in the former, NFL. Former Niner great Colt McCoy. <laughs> and he, Colt McCoy is just not a, he's not a, he's not a good NFL quarterback. Um, I, he, good guy, obviously, or he wouldn't get all these opportunities, understands how to be in that room and to be the backup and to run the offense and do all of those things. But there's nothing dynamic about his game, nor have, has there ever been anything dynamic about his game. Uh, so that should not put any fear in the hearts of the 49ers defense. They should have a good day uh, w against that quarterback and the things that he's capable of doing. Because he can't do what Kyler Murray can do. The threat that Cal the threat that Kyler Murray brings, he can't do that. So we're going to see how good the Cardinals are without Kyler Murray if they say they have to miss him for a couple of weeks. But the division is still top heavy, um, and the Niners haven't showed me anything yet to prove that they're anything better than the worst division, the worst team in the division right now. I mean, that, that's they're 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 definitely not as good as at this moment. They're not as good as the Rams. We know that. They're not as good as the Cardinals. We know that. And they lost to Seattle. So how can I sit here and in good faith to the people listening and say, oh, well, they're better than Seattle. No, they're not. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. It just kind of hurts to hear it. You know I mean? Just, it, it, it hurts to say it. Look at this. It hurts just, to say it. Just so, I mean, I'm just so blunt. I mean, you just rip the bandaid off. You just, you know, I, I just don't scout <laughs> with my heart. I told you that. As I eat my French fries. That sounds like a good idea. I might have to get in the get in the air fryer after this one. Um, all right. So I think we both we both have come to the conclusion that uh big game, big win, obviously, in Chicago. You snapped a losing streak. Um mm -hmm. need a much larger sample size though, right? To see if the front office, if the coaching staff, if they've come up with, with this plan, right? It, it's, it's perfect timing. Perfect timing this week coming up. This is a good football team. Hey, you know, I don't feel sorry for them. They lost their quarterback. Nobody felt sorry for the Niners when they lost their quarterback and all of their linemen and their running backs and receivers and defensive backs and linebackers and D linemen and everybody else. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, even this season, right? The first yeah. meeting with the Cardinals was without Jimmy. That was Trey's first start. So, so I mean, yeah. So, yeah. so no one, no one feels sorry, uh, you know, and, and no way is, am I going to try and, and you know, have this empathy and sympathy moment for the Cardinals. This is good timing for the Niners to get a win streak going against a very good team in your division. That would be a very important win um, to get a, to get a split with the Cardinals right now, the way things are looking for them as just the way that plays out in the NFC. That could be a very good win for you moving forward. Definitely a confidence builder because confidence comes from doing, you got to beat a good team at some point. To start believing that you're a good team, yeah. to really believe it. you can say it. They're all saying it. They're, all the guys in the locker room are saying it. 
They don't believe it. Yeah, you got to believe it. I, yeah, no. I, I agree with that. So uh, Niners and Cardinals uh, coming up. We're, we, we'll are we be back to preview that one for you uh, later on in the week. But Niners coming off a win against Chicago. Losing streak is snapped. There it so is. So now it's just time to go forward. Uh, JCC 49ers, my guy, appreciate your tweets. Um, I hustle one, put some respect on his name, ED. Uh, appreciate, appreciate the I tweet. I one. You joining in, so yeah, one, not two or three or four, but one. That's right. Uh, appreciate you uh, tuning in and and uh, and getting involved in the conversation. We encourage all of you to feel free to get involved in the convo as well. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's four, as in the losing streak that the Niners just snapped. That's right. Uh, feel free to uh, continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Also, you can download or you can subscribe, rather, uh, here on YouTube uh-huh. as well because we're also located on YouTube. So, for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis and his fantastic French fries, I'm Rashawn Haylock saying this has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see you later this week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.